This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 154. Hey, Pastor, thanks for joining me today. Hey, if you haven't listened to episode 152 and 153, you might want to listen to those before you listen to this episode, number 154. I'm going to kind of pick up where I left off yesterday. We're talking about the thing that if every church member would fulfill and live out, you wouldn't have to ever worry about your church, and that thing is love. It's love. It's not fellowship. It's not discipleship. It's not ministry, evangelism, or worship. It's, it's love, because love must fuel all those other things. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget I walked into this room, and the person in there was uh, a staff member of our church. And they said it to me, I'm glad you're here because I'm mad as hell. And they proceeded to unload on me. I mean, they had bottled up stuff for months and months, and they just let it all out on me that day. I was a youth pastor back then, and did I make some mistakes? Uh, did you make any mistakes when you were in your 30s? I'm sure I did. I was totally, totally taken aback by this. I remember I, I left that room. I went back to my office. I closed the door, and I just sat there, and I just wept. I just wept because I'm a, if you're uh, if you know SDI, uh, I'm a, I'm blue in the SDI assessment. If you're a disc person, I'm a high S and uh, a little bit lower of an I. Like I'm a people person. I love people. I, I want to, I just, I just want us all to be happy. I just want us all to have a party. I don't want anybody to be put out. I am, I am a people pleaser. I'm around to serve others. And when that person unloaded on me, man, that, that that just broke me. I remember walking into a house, and there were a group of people in there. They were, um, air quotes, they were praying. They were praying for our church. And I remember they looked at me, and they were so upset. And the one, this is the only time in my life I've ever felt this. But when I looked at the one, and I knew this person, I'd known this person for several years, we'd actually worked together in a number of ministries, and we liked each other, but they were now kind of in cahoots with these other folks, and this person was mad at me. And when, he, and when that person looked at me, honestly, I saw the face of a demon. The, the look on their face when they looked at me, the derision, the, the dripping venom, Honestly, I saw the face of a demon and I said to myself, I got to get out of this house. I got to get out. Nothing good is going on in here. And I made my way out fairly quickly. You know, it's amazing that in churches, sometimes you can run into the most contrary people, the most persnickety, picky, critical, negative, pessimistic people. And love is the furthest thing uh, as a description of their personality or their person. There's just, there's just no love. And I'll be honest with you. When I see no love, my friend, I see no believer. I see no follower of Jesus. Because Jesus is love, right? The Bible says that God is love. Ontologically, his essence, his being he is love. God isn't just loving, 
but he actually is love. Sure, he's loving, but it goes beyond that. It goes deeper than that. He is actually love. The Bible says that God is light, that God is spirit, and that God is love. Literally, that's what he's made of. And if as a Jesus follower, we're not loving, we haven't even gotten an entry-level access into the church. That's entry-level, where we're actually loving others. Jesus told his disciples, we know this in John chapter 13, and in other places, he said, hey, hey, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is something that I try to communicate to our people. I do teach it in every membership class. I come in and I tell them, as your pastor, this is, there's only one thing I want you to do. This is it. This is all. I just want you to love other people. I want you to love one another. Because if you'll do that, everything else takes care of itself. But see, churches, they get all uptight about other things. So many churches do. And honestly, I, I don't blame people. I don't even, I, hard, I hardly can blame a pastor. You know, we've all grown up in cultures and in contexts. But wherever we are now, pastor, wherever you're at in ministry, whatever church you're connected to, whatever group of people that you're the shepherd over, you have the opportunity today to begin to reset culture. And when you look at a passage like Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, where they ask Jesus, hey, hey, Rabbi, what's the first and greatest commandment? And he says, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. But the second is the same. It's on the same level. It's like it. It's, it's love your neighbor as yourself. And on, on these two commands hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 28 to go into all the world and make disciples. In 1 Corinthians 13, we talked about Paul, who said, hey, if I do all this other stuff, but I don't have love, ah. Uh. And then in Romans chapter 13, Paul talks about it. He talks about it in Romans chapter 8. He says that you've heard the commandments. There's this commandment and that commandment. And then he says, and whatever other command there may be, they're all summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. That is really the primary responsibility of the follower of Jesus is to love. And in your church, the primary responsibility that you have to your community as a church is to be a loving group of people to your community. Now, tomorrow, I want to talk to you about what love means, because it's not candy and roses and Valentine's Day and Cupid and all that stuff. Love is not soft and sweet and cuddly. That's not love. That's not biblical love. So we often will shy away from love because the culture has redefined it, has defined it out of really what the scriptural definition is. And the truth is a whole lot better than the lie. The truth is a whole lot better than what the culture will give us for love. And when we understand what love really is, then we say, oh yeah, that's why, that's why if we love, if we love, we'll We'll take everything else will take care of itself. We'll cover all of our bases. And pastor, my friend, you you have to set the stage. 
You have to be the pace setter for love. You have to show your people what it means to love and the power of love. I'll talk to you about that more tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. 